Will March 20th bring the end of all productivity for me? Oh, probably. Animal Crossing New Horizons is coming out. Let's talk about it right now, while we can, on this episode of the Gaming and Chill Podcast. On February 20th, 2020, there was a Nintendo Direct all about the Animal Crossing New Horizons. And it showed off a lot of stuff. Some of it new, some of it not. There was quite a bit of new things and quite a bit of old things. So, let's talk about some new things that are showing up. Right out of the gate, you're going to immediately be asked when you start a new island. And each island is unique to that switch. So, different users on the Switch aren't going to be able to have their own island. So, when you start your island for the very first time, you're going to be asked, which hemisphere of the planet are you going to be on? Northern or Southern? So, if you don't really understand what that actually means. So, in a place like Australia, the 4th of July is actually in winter. And Christmas is in summer. Because of the way the planet sits on our axis and spins around the sun, that's a whole different topic of astronomy. But before, Animal Crossing was locked into the January through March is uh, is spring or whatnot. It was locked into a very rigid season clock. And it sucked for people in other parts of the world. In the southern hemisphere... Where it's like, cool, I mean, Christmas isn't exactly cold for us. There's no snow on the ground at Christmas. Maybe there's snow on the ground in July. And it's really weird to think about that, that different places on our actual planet operate that way. But they do. And so Nintendo took it upon themselves to make it closer to how it actually is in-game. So, in its Christmas and its, you know, summer outside in Australia, maybe your game reflects that as well. I think it's actually a smart, a really, really smart decision. Because it helps you put yourself more into the game. Or, it offers the option to escape from your reality and go, It's Christmas, I want to experience Christmas with snow, even if it's in-game. So, I think that's actually a really good change. Right off the bat, it allows more customization for your your experience. And in a game such as Animal Crossing, that's actually really, really important. Next up, you get to place your tent along with all the residents so they don't mess up your island aesthetics. And from what I understand, you can move their houses even after you've placed them. So... You know, in past games, uh, specifically uh, DS and forward, so DS, Wii, and 3DS, you could choose where you lived. You couldn't choose where everybody else lived. Now, you'll be able to decide all of that. You'll be able to decide how you want your island arranged. Which I think is actually something that's really, really cool. 
It enables you to decide where you want certain villagers to live in accordance with you or in accordance with how the island looks. It helps you decide your island aesthetic. And we'll talk more about the aesthetic of the island a little bit later. Right now, we're just going to focus on things that you're doing as you're getting started. So you've decided where your island is on the planet, and you're moving stuff around your particular island. And you'll be shown different maps and going, hey, which one's the island you're going to? So you can kind of, you know, decide what your map is going to look like, and then go from there. And then there's going to be two island, two buildings on the island besides your tent. The first one is resident services, and the other one is an airport. So the airport, going out the simpler one, is basically our town gate, our train station, our bus stop, our taxi stop. It's our way of traveling to new islands. Some of your friends' islands, or even islands that you get through Nook Miles and go to a random island. So you can go visit your friends, and you can go hang out with them. You can go visit their their islands, and if you're friends, that's great. You can't bring along any tools. You can't bring along shovels, axes, anything. That's to prevent griefing. If you are best friends, you can bring along those things. So be sure to choose your best friends very, very wisely. I think that's actually a really good thing because it keeps people from griefing others. And, you know, you're going to be more selective on who you choose to be best friends with. Friends on Switch, they're, you know, dime a dozen. The other building on the island at the start is Resident Services. This is your basic foundational nook shop. And you'll be able to do crafting there. Because crafting is now part of the game. It seems weird that Animal Crossing is adding crafting, but when you stop and think about it for, like, five minutes you start to go, that's actually really kind of a cool idea. You get to customize furniture. You get to decide how it looks. There's a lot more customization in this game. I feel like this game, they took it and went, how can we make this look and feel even better? And I think they did it marvelously. I think that this game is going to smash Animal Crossing records. Okay, so let's talk more about Resident Services. Resident Services allows you to do crafting, and you can buy some stuff. You'll also be given a Nook phone. You can use this to take photos, look at the map, and you'll be able to fulfill specific challenges to earn Nook Miles, which you can turn at Resident Services for items and other things, such as the aforementioned Getaways to random islands. What else you'll be able to exchange them for? We don't really know quite yet. It's kind of still in the air, but it kind of gives you uh, some direction. Like, hey, you know, gather 10 fish, gather 10 bugs, things like that. It gives you small micro goals to achieve. So, for those who will be streaming this game, which will be absolutely be me, twitch.tv slash Derek GNC, you can watch the streams there. 
And it kind of gives you goals of like, I'm going to do this. It kind of gives you some built-in goals, not so much ones that you have to go and do. I think that's actually a really cool idea because there are many times an open-ended game is just kind of like, eh, do whatever. And you then you're kind of like, well, now what? What do I do? This episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast is brought to you by our patrons. People like you supporting the podcast and getting awesome perks along the way. Patrons get the podcast one day earlier and without ads. We also have some awesome new exclusive shows that we're working on bringing exclusively to Patreon using the link in the description or by going to patreon.com forward slash gaming and chill. You're able to get awesome perks and help support the podcast. So the other thing that Nook does is he also does the daily island greeting and news. So it's kind of an interesting thing of like every day when you turn it on, he'll greet the island and kind of give you some information of what's happening for the day. You know, maybe there's an event going on. Maybe there's a visitor and he'll shout that out. It kind of makes it kind of interesting. So you don't have to go walk around and go, oh my God, this person's here. You'll be immediately given that information. I think that's actually really kind of cool. The way they showed it, it was like, Kind of like he stood up on a platform and was like, good morning. It was really interesting. I like that aesthetic. I, I That to me makes it really uh, more user friendly. Makes it feel like you're actually part of this community. And it makes it feel like you are involved. So let's move on to some smaller minutia things. Things that they don't really have a, a, a fit-in place. First and foremost, the Aurora Borealis is in this game, and it's contained entirely within Seymour's kitchen. What I mean by that is, that's a Simpsons joke, if you don't know. Um, the Aurora Borealis is going to be in-game, and I kind of hope that it shows up at the correct time of year. So, the light patterns in the sky are going to be in-game. This is actually something that's really cool to me. Being able to see such a beautiful sight is beautiful. Making the game more detailed and more nuanced will make people notice those things. When you add small nuances to games, people pick up on those nuances and that becomes their favorite things. Look at all the exploration in Zelda Breath of the Wild. They didn't have to have all the Korok seeds, but they did. And that still becomes part of your, your remembered thing. Of you, that one thing you've seen of, oh wow, I was exploring and I seen this, this place. And it makes you stop and go, whoa, that's kind of cool. When Animal Crossing adds that sort of thing, you know we're in for a good game. Now, you can also place items outside of your house. This, to me, is the biggest and most important change that this game is offering. Because you're able to decorate stuff outside. You're able to put more furniture there. You're able to build a garden and have a bench in said garden. You're able to put a, 
campfire outside and build a campground on your island and not just themed rooms in your house, which you can upgrade your tent to a house, a fully formed house. And I think that's actually really kind of cool that it starts off as a tent and you're given all this outdoor space, but you can upgrade to a house and it'll have internal storage. How much storage? We don't really know. Some sources are saying unlimited. Some aren't having a number. So an unnamed amount of storage you're given. That to me is exciting. To be able to decorate stuff outside, then to have a custom place inside. That is really exciting to me. To be able to decorate everything everywhere. To be able to build a hedge maze. To be able to build a park to be able to build a lot of things. That, to me, is really, really awesome. The other thing is, is you can pull QR codes from Animal Crossing New Leaf and Happy Home Designer and bring in designs that you've made previously. And you can put those designs on clothing, umbrellas, and now furniture, including coffee mugs. So you can take maybe a logo. I, for one, am absolutely going to be adding my streamer logo to the game so that I can have it on a coffee cup in-game. To me, that's awesome. It's self-indulgent, but it's awesome. I can bring those designs that I can work on right now, and I can bring those into a new game. That, to me, is awesome. And, of course, the museum is making a return. And you can donate. As far as we know, confirmed right now, bugs, fish, and fossils. We don't know about art. I didn't see it in the direct. It might be still there. I don't know. That was, honestly, my least favorite thing to collect. Bugs, fish, and fossils were always where it was at. Your fish now have this giant aquarium that looks like a real aquarium. It makes me more excited to play the game. The butterflies have a butterfly garden. They showed a video in which your character was sitting on a, a, a bench inside the museum, surrounded by all sorts of butterflies. That, to me, was exciting. Because it offers more interaction with something you've collected. When you go to an aquarium in real life, you're able to look at these huge tanks filled with fish. And you're able to marvel. When you go to an insect garden, you're able to be surrounded by the bugs. It's awesome. I really, really like it. To me, that's important. That sort of thing is really important to me. The aesthetics of a game really, really matter. Now, there are a lot of other things that they showed. There's going to be events. There's going to be special characters coming to your town to visit and sell stuff. And there's going to be, like, bug catching and fishing contests. There's a lot of new stuff and old stuff that's coming back. So I'm excited. This game is probably going to be the end of all productivity for me. That's it. It'll be over. I'll be stuck in a new horizon. 
I'm really looking forward to the game. I know that I will be absolutely be streaming it when it comes out. I've already taken the day off work just so that I can play the game. And I, I really hope that as uh, as gamers, we can all agree, this is something that we're all, all really excited for. I hope that you're excited as well. And hey, if you have time, maybe you can uh, stop by the stream again. Twitch.tv slash DerekGNC. And watch some of the game for yourself. Buy the game. Just play around with it. Relax. Have fun. It's not a it's not a huge epic of Gilgamesh. It's just a game. It's a relaxation game. So, until next week, thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you. I actually really appreciate feedback. Anybody who's ever given me feedback about these episodes... I will always immediately go, oh, man, thank you for the feedback. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. So reach out to me on Twitter, twitter.com slash DerekGNC. It's weird. I've got all the branding. So thank you all for listening and for tuning in and for sharing with your friends. And until next week, have a good one. Thanks for tuning into the Gaming and Chill podcast. We hope you liked it. It would be really helpful if, on your given listening platform, you were to leave a comment and give us a rating. For more on the Gaming and Chill podcast, you can visit our website at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. And from there, you can read anime and game reviews that are not on this podcast. You can also find links to all of our social media where you can follow us. Thank you again for tuning in and we hope to hear from you soon. Cheers!